<laughs> okay, love you. He gave you a whole week. Okay, love you back. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna like it. Okay, love you. Bye. Sean, I'm driving, so you take the wheel, metaphorically. Oh, not uh, not. Don't physically. reach over. Like, get on your lap and I, steer like a five-year-old. I will not pardon your reach. Uh, you can't really do that anymore, though, can you? Like, people don't... What, wait tables? <laughs> no, like, when you were a kid, wasn't it a thing to, like, you know, uh, Sit steer... Sit in lap? Yeah, exactly, and steer the car while, like, someone else was actually, like... Pressing no, the pedals. We we actually prosecute sexual criminals. No? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's a whole different, yeah. whole different line of questioning, sir. This isn't the court of Louis the <laughs> Fourteenth. We're not sexual deviants here in Los Angeles. Um, speak for yourself, sir. I am speaking for myself <laughs> as a religious Puritan, as, as a, a diehard Lutheran. That's uh, taking that we to a uh, very large it extent. Is, there. It is a royal we. Yeah. yeah. I speak for text before calling in all things. Yeah. In all aspects of my life. So, for those of you still joining us or joining us again on the uh, text before calling, we are still in uh, Weaver's birthday taco extravaganza. Happy birthday, Sean! Happy birthday, Sean! It's uh, Wheeler's birthday, though. Oh, yay! The wheelman coincidentally behind the wheel as we venture from our... Wheelman, we, take the wheel. We we are venturing from our beer break to our third taco of the day. Um, where was the beer break? Somewhere in Korea. Beer belly. Beer belly. A, cr- a craft beer destination, according to their Instagram geotag. Yeah, and right next to the uh, the Titanic coffee. Um, number point number one. <laughs> Sam's mom will be happy because she saw Beer Belly on one of the like Food Network shows. Oh, gotcha. And she's like, "Oh, you should go there." And guess what, Sam's mom? It was pretty good. Thanks <laughs> for the recommendation. Number two. On our way back to the car, stops for some coffee because that's what you do when you're, you know, living large. Yeah. Um, and we went to, I think it was called Cafe Jack. I think so, yeah. Which is a Titanic, as in 1997, as in James Cameron Titanic, mm-hmm. themed coffee <laughs> shop. That is in a boat. That's in a fucking boat. Yeah. It is a miniature ocean liner. No, called, not too miniature. It's pretty big. It's pretty, okay, it's a two-story ocean liner. Yeah. Technically, it's scaled down. Mm, it's well, not the size of the Titanic. No, no, it's certainly not the Titanic, but it's a big boat. So by definition, it is a scale model. When they said we're going to need a bigger boat, that's the boat they were talking they about. They were talking about Cafe Jack. Exactly. So you walk in there, and there are photos of James Cameron, mm-hmm. Kate Winslet, and most Leo. Leo. <laughs> Leo from, I'm not kidding, floor to ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Leo. Gods to love the Leo. I wonder when that, like... 
became, it is crazy. Well, yeah, but like, how soon after the movie did they like transition? Or, Jack? Yeah, was it like was right. it always a a nautical themed coffee shop, and then they just slowly started introducing the Titanic stuff? Or? Oh no, I'm I'm guessing Cafe Jack did not exist before December 1997, and then they just opened in uh, 98. And- well, no, what I'm guessing is the owner went out on Christmas Day 1997, saw Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, said, "Wow, what a fabulous film! I'm gonna call this the Pierce Brosnan Cafe." Isn't and then the next day, the day after Christmas, saw Titanic and said, forget Tomorrow Never Dies. This is Cafe Jack. That's my theory. I thought Tomorrow Never Dies was the uh, Tom Cruise movie with the uh, dying and dying and dying. The Edge of Tomorrow? Oh, Live, Die, Repeat. Okay. Live, Die, Repeat, yeah. colon, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's a horrible title. Tomorrow Never Dies is the great hit of the Pierce Brosnan era that no one remembers today. Huh. Although, it, pretty good. Is that a Bond movie? It is a Bond movie. Okay. It's the one it's the the one after Goldeneye. Gotcha. So it goes Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day. Yeah, the Bond movies really need to be like numbered or something. I think Tomorrow Never Dies is one of the great underrated Bond movies ever. Huh. I will I will stick up for Tomorrow Never Dies forever. Is it better than Goldeneye? No. Okay. But it's it's very close. To me, Goldeneye is a five star Bond movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Tomorrow Never Dies is a four, four and a half. Goldeneye was the one that, uh, that we saw. Yeah, was together. that with uh, the what were we watching, guys? Or was with that Eric Emblerler? Yeah, and Cam Big Pants Creamer. Yeah, was That's it? right. Okay. By okay. the way, we're in Koreatown right now. We are passing by a little place called Gualaguetza. It's a bright orange restaurant um, on Normandy and Olympic. Yes, in the heart of Koreatown, mm-hmm. one of the best Mexican restaurants in all of LA. Really? Also, one of the uh, uh, forerunners of the Mezcal revolution in America. You huh. ever had the Mezcal? Uh, mezcal? Mezcal? Yeah. Mezcal? No. So anyway, they, well. That's the real worm, right? Um, It's a different, it's agave based. It's a little, I think of it as the wilder cousin of, of tequila. Gotcha. It, you know, tequila's, the idea of tequila is to be very smooth and drinkable. Oh, really? Mezcal? Yeah, compared oh. to Mezcal. Wow. Because they both come from a from agave. And, and tequila is basically the more commercial, more palatable version of Mezcal for oh, like, gotcha. uh, American audiences. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, Gualaguetza was like at the forefront of importing actual Mezcal and sort of promoting that. And now that's like the really trendy spirit of the last couple of years. Gotcha. Um, Am I right about the worm, though? Is that like supposed to be Mezcal and not tequila? Uh, I think you're right, but that's, that's more of, it's kind of like the absinthe thing. Like, it's more of a myth than a. Gotcha. People don't really put it. I mean, some people do, but sort of like a cheesy affectation. Mm. Most like serious mezcal producers do not put the worm in there. Gotcha. Some of them do, but it's like a tourist thing. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think I've seen even a bottle of tequila since I was like a kid with a worm in it. No, that I think that's some corny like 1990s shit. Was that like 80s? Uh, yeah. That was that was for people who didn't know any better. Gotcha. Um, I, I just remember, like, as a kid, looking at my uh, parents' collection of alcohol, and there was always that that tequila bottle that never got drank that had the worm in the bottle. Well, as we were discussing earlier today at the beer at the beer shop, you know, it's like um, the wormwood in absinthe. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it has a basis in reality, but has been exaggerated and distorted. Gotcha. Um, so that you, you need to eat like twenty worms, in right? Order to, you know. For for those at home who are not part of this conversation, <laughs> not me, Sean, are the guy owning yeah. running the uh, the bar shop. For those that weren't involved in our private time, yeah. for the three of us who weren't in Cap and Cork at you know twelve <laughs> thirty p.m. today, um, 
the there's wormwood involved with um, absinthe, which in higher quantities can uh, invoke hallucinations. But basically, you would have to drink enough absinthe to give you alcohol poisoning to invoke the hallucinations. So it's kind of impossible. Hmm. But there was this myth, especially when it was illegal in America, that if you drank absinthe, you would, you know, see green fairies and see, like, you know, Dumbo hallucinations, gotcha. which is not the case. Like, even if you get the real stuff with the real worm? Even with you... the real stuff, because it's something like, you know, one parts per million, and you would have to have, like, 30 parts per million. So you'd have to drink, like, 30 bottles of absinthe to hallucinate. But isn't that, like, the Edgar Allan Poe shit? Like, wasn't that, like credited with most of it his was, like, but horrors. Yeah, but it's not true. Is it oh, it's not true or it's not the same thing. I I think it's not true. Gotcha. I think that's been distorted through history. Oh, okay. I was under the impression that it was just a different thing like we couldn't get what he was drinking. So I, I don't think that's ever I mean, I don't really know specifically yeah, yeah. with him. The I know today it's it's not no absinthe is produced with those quantities of wormwood. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was ever produced. Gotcha. I think that's part of what fed into this myth of it being a hallucinogenic mm. drink, which it never really was. Gotcha. Is my understanding. Maybe he got a hold of some, you know, real artisanal shit. <laughs> um, so I'm like, well, like, what's a great Oaxacan restaurant in the heart of Koreatown? Mm. Uh, take a take a right just past Cafe Jack. <laughs> when you see the, the portraits of uh, Leo, take a hard right. Yeah. Yeah. I always take a hard right when I see portraits of Leo, but that's... Uh... Is that Wait, a, I thought is you that had a, a problem. Band? I thought you had a problem with hard rights. Um, no, I just well, I take a hard turn. I can never remember if it's left or right. But mm. That's a whole different uh, conundrum. You're like the Derek Zoolander of text before calling. Pretty much, yeah. I'm not an ambi turner. <laughs> I can, well, I can turn both ways. I just can't tell you which way it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's Left. sort. Of, that's the nasty dilemma. Yeah. So I, sh- I can get there. I just can't figure out how. So, Sean, how would you summarize our day so far? Thus far, um, up to this point, here to four. It, uh, Summarize. Less uh, overburdensome than I anticipated, um, but mainly because, what is it, uh, two of our three adventures have been canceled so far. That helps. So, yeah, that, the the fact that we couldn't find the taco trucks that we were looking for. Well, we were looking are for not the, the wrong ones, and they, they might not exist. Right and these are on the trucks you're looking for. Totally. These are not the tacos you're looking for. Can, do you mind if I tell the listeners how burpy you get uh, when drinking beer? Um, sure. I don't think my indigestion is uh, news to anyone that's a listener to this show, though. Sean gets a little burpy. Yeah. I do, too. But Sean gets especially burpy. Yeah. Well, I'm always um, indigestible. What's the word? There's a wonderful word for people who have irritable stomachs. Um, Crohn's disease. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a <laughs> that doesn't ailment. have the velvety texture on your tongue that you're looking for. I wish. I apologize to the listeners for the first and only time, but there's a <laughs> there's an excellent word. Someone look it up. Daniel Borders Ash, look this up. There's a word for people who are like basically are cranky because they're suffering from indigestion. Mm. And it's a word that's used to describe politicians a lot. Not ornery. Something similar to that. Gotcha. Which I wish, like, cantankerous, but specifically related to indigestion. To gustatory, uh, yeah. You're gustatory. Yeah. 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 That's me. How long... uh, We were discussing this earlier at the beer bar, at the uh, beer belly colon a craft beer bar. Mm -hmm. How long do you think you could feed your cat for should you (laughs) die in your apartment? Um... With uh, with my poundage, I would assume um, if I was cleaned, 
maybe a year, but I think everything would be uh, rotten by the time he got too far into it. So I think it would kill him, like, you know, probably six months or so in once he started getting into, like, guts and bile and shit. Do you think Stoli would hesitate for an instant from chewing your face off? Um, if I was dead and he hadn't been fed, I'm pretty sure Yuri Gagarin the cat would eat me within a Two matter hours. Uh, yeah, a day max. Um, yeah, that's being generous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he gets fed at eight in the morning and eight at night. So, like, he might miss one feeding and just, like, start meowing at me and pawing at me. But as soon as that pawing drew blood, I think he'd just be in for it. So, once he gets a taste for mammal blood, it's I think all so. Over. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure my uh, my veal-y flesh tastes better than the cat and canned cat food that he's been... Uh, I mean, we're talking about no movement whatsoever. These muscles have not been exercised in months. Um, oh, that, for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That creamy, veal-y texture. Oh, without a doubt. I yeah. thought you were talking about my dead body, and I was going to say that's not exactly different than my normal existence that he's no, used to. Yeah. If anything, your dead body <laughs> probably gets more exercise. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised he doesn't eat me in my sleep. I mean, there'll probably be an earthquake or something after you die, so you'll at least get jostled a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It'll scare him off for a minute or so. No, I was just talking about, like... Um, Stopping the muscles from atrophying. Oh, gotcha. You know, the earthquake. If we're if we have like a five point four, gets maybe some, that gets some muscle movement in some there. Some texture in there. Yeah, yeah, gets a little texture in the muscles. Yeah. Maybe, I move, uh, maybe moves the fat deposits around. Haven't really experienced a heavy earthquake since I've been in LA, though. Right. It's, uh, you sound a little disappointed. I am. Yeah, that's yeah. like half the reason you moved to California. Oh, don't worry, God's the vengeance waves. is coming. Uh, I had one when I was in San Diego that was pretty sweet. It was like a seven point something or something. But the scariest one. I experienced in my like eight years of living here was actually three years ago and it was like a rolling earthquake mm. which was truly freaky mm. because I looked outside and the the power lines the power the poles holding the power lines were waving back and forth like palm trees yeah and it felt just like like a wave like the tide rolling in it wow. wasn't shaking it was yeah. just wave after wave and huh. I felt like I was you know rolling forward on skates or something it was I, I I've never felt anything like it before since hmm. and I I was freaked out because it lasted probably 45 seconds oh, well. uh, which is pretty long for an earthquake out here yeah. um, hey we're driving by where I used to live when I went to college <laughs> back in another lifetime um, yeah we're uh, we moved out of historic West Adams and now we're in historic South Central which is, this is South Central? Yeah, this is South Central. They really? don't call it that anymore, but this is South Central. Yeah, I was going to say, this looks like a pretty ritzy neighborhood to be. Well, we're uh, like three blocks away from USC. Got, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So there's that USC bubble that yeah. extends outward. Gotcha. Yeah, anyway, rolling earthquakes, freaky as hell. Hmm. Crazy. And when I was in San Diego, I lived in like a... Uh, uh, a hundred year old house that was like barely standing so from the second floor anytime there was even like a minor earthquake you would just feel it constantly or you know very accentuated whereas now I think uh, I live in a house that's a little bit more stable so it's less apparent when I encounter those things do you live in one of those Ecuadorian bamboo houses? (laughs) no from my understanding that would shake a lot but uh, they don't absorb the blows exactly yeah Unlike those rich fucks living in their concrete bunkers. Not absorbing blows. Blowhards. Don't cock your head towards me. I was... They can't absorb the blows. Blows. 
Blows. Blows. Blows. Pay less? What's the Lowe's uh, <laughs> logo or motto? Um, Catchphrase. N- uh, we're not Home Depot? Lowe's. There's probably one nearby. Yeah. I bought my... Uh, this, is a, this is a weird thing I learned when I moved to the Valley. No Valley apartments come with their own refrigerators. Yeah, that is and weird. And just expected. Like, no, man, you got to provide your own refrigerator. Yeah, I don't get that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had I <laughs> took out a Lowe's credit card because you get like 30% <laughs> off no, or gotcha. something. And bought a fridge, paid it off. And I think I probably like tore up that credit card. I don't think mm. I ever used it again. But I own a fabulous Lowe's refrigerator. <laughs> is it the Lowe's brand? Um, I honestly couldn't tell. They, they brand their own refrigerators. As, they brand them like cattle. Yeah, totally. So you know where he got it from? They were expendable. Presented by Lowe's. It's weird to me that Lowe's is also a movie theater chain in New York. Mm. It's in, it's not out here? Lowe's? Have yeah. you ever seen a Lowe's in California? I don't really leave the house, but no. there was one in, there's definitely some in Chicago. Leave that garbage where it belongs in the Northeast Whoa, what the Midwest. fuck are you doing? She's crazy this people. girls is popping out. Hey, that's perfect. That's fine. I guess it didn't impede our movement. But Okay, there's a green light, but we were not moving. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. No, no. It's, uh, yeah, as long as uh, whatever traffic infringement you cause does not impede the movement of others, you are free to uh, do as you please. Citizen, you are free to break the law as long as it does not impair my movement. That sounds good to me, man. Um, I saw some truly crazy shit, uh, what was it, two days ago. So I was getting off the 134, I was merging onto Buena Vista, and this dude in front of me did a U-turn on the off-ramp. <laughs> and the guy next to me was letting him do it. He turned around, he was doing like, you know, a 14-point turn. Jesus. And I laid on the horn, and he looked at me, and I'm like, what? You're turning around on an off-ramp, you bizarre human. Wow. And the weirdest thing was, or the most unfortunate thing, was that there was another guy behind him who was like, they were both clearly lost. Mm. Um, and so he was like, I guess trying to follow him and I was laying on the horn because he was, you know, upsetting my equilibrium. <laughs> and so he, he like left. He basically abandoned his friend because I intimidated him. Mm. And so his friend was just like stranded on the freeway or on the off ramp and he took a right onto Buena Vista and that's the last I saw of him. And I was like, good, I hope your friend dies without you. This came up in the uh, intolerance episode of Paula Tinkering, but uh, how apt are you to uh, to honk in general? I only honk if it's going to get an immediate response. Like if I'm behind someone, let's say I'm behind someone, we're at an intersection, there's a green light. Mm-hmm. If they're not paying attention, mm. I give them a little toot. So, that's it. So if the honking is going to possibly get you to your destination quicker? Not possibly. If the honking is definitely going to get me to my destination quicker. Well, there's no guarantee that when you honk, they're going to move, but... No, there is. <laughs> Your honk has that much power? I don't know anyone who doesn't at least respond. Like, their head comes... Yeah, I've yeah. never honked and not seen someone respond to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, true. if they choose to be an asshole, that's to be in my control. Totally. But I'll get their attention. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm very discreet with my honking. I never lay on the horn. Mm. I give a short, strong, Miles Davis-esque <laughs> toot. Okay? Gotcha. Not since the master himself mm. has there been such a honker. Sam has complimented me multiple times on my honking prowess. Wow. It's firm, but gentle. For me, it depends on the severity of the infraction. If it's, you know, something that's mildly annoying, I'll give him the little toot. But most of the time, I'm going to lay on the horn for the uh, extent of your maneuver. Oh, the horn to me is only, um, it's behavior. 
behavior-based. So if I give you a toot and I see you respond and mm-hmm. you choose not to do what I want you to do, yeah. then I lay on the horn. Oh, yeah. The horn is punishment. True. The horn is not attention. Yeah. You give the toot, you say, hello, I need you to respond. And if you choose not to respond, then I'm going to be annoying. But I understand that is purely like emotional. Mm-hmm. That may not get the, probably won't get the result I want. Usually it pisses them off more, but right, right, right. it and makes me feel better. Well, that dog is taking a piss. Mm. Um, and that's, that's just uh, venting, basically. When, yeah. Once you're laying on the horn, you've given up communication. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just a smiting or a, uh, right. a uh, shaming, if you will. Right. Yeah, everyone needs to be shamed once in a while. People need to be shamed more. Yeah. I think... I think we should live in a tolerant society. I think people should be allowed to do whatever they want to do, but they should be shamed for things. Mm. Now, there is a fine line here. I understand yeah, what I'm saying. The bullying think, line. That, yeah. Well, you, you shouldn't be stopped from doing what you're doing. You shouldn't be censored or prevented from doing something, but people should be allowed to tell you you're, you're a huge piece of shit whenever they want. Yeah. I think it was uh, uh, Kumil Nanjiani the other day said... Uh, Something like bullying is just extreme encouragement, which I am uh, certainly apt to agree with. Wait, you're, you kind of seem like a bully. Me? Yeah, you kind of seem like someone who was a bully. <laughs> uh, no, I was um, too in my own too world legit. to care. Yeah. To quit? For the, I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm always legit, but no, I just never like. Um, I never thought I was high enough to put other people down, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, I think the world needs more shaming and less self-confidence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think if people were just a little more, you don't, I'm not saying you hate yourself or you beat yourself up, but just I a do. little bit of doubt. Hmm. Just be a little more doubtful. Yeah. Yeah. I think doubt a little is less a little less cocksuredness. I think doubt is a very positive social trait. Hmm. I think the idea of I think I'm right, but I might be wrong. I think that's what sets civilization apart. I don't know, man. Don't, uh, don't do this. <laughs> do not do this. I don't want. I don't want your catchphrases. <laughs> I do what I want. You don't owe me. That's my purse, <laughs> sir. You don't know me. My favorite uh, King of the Hill line ever was whenever, I don't remember what the episode was. It's the one where Bobby got gout. Mm. So he's, we talked sh- about this. he's shouting again, gout, yeah. And Connie comes over and then he, he drives by on the rascal and she stares at him and Peggy goes, I can tell by your expression you didn't know about the rascal. <laughs> That's our future. The future is gout. Just remember to text before.